As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land, your land, your land, your land. Luigi Chad Chuckerman, welcome to a Sport About Podcast. A podcast by Disney Lovers for Disney Lovers. Come join us as we dive into the wonderful world of Disney. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Here is your host. It's Casey. And it's Eric. Welcome to Explore the Mouse Podcast. What is going on, everyone? It is uh, Eric from Explore the Mouse Podcast, along with Casey. Hey, guys. And this is episode 32. It's a a big number. It is a big number. We are starting to get up there in episodes, which uh, I'm really excited about. Um, And this episode in particular, I'm really excited about because this is a movie that, in my opinion, is very underrated. Um, And we are talking about the movie Up. I didn't realize how old Up was until yes. you brought it up. So the reason we're doing the... You're going to say the word Up like so many times yeah. in this episode. So the reason we're specifically doing Up uh, on this episode is because today, Up the movie turns 10. That's so... I feel so old. I know. It was released on March 29th, 2009. Wow. Which, again, we had this conversation when I when I put this podcast up that we were like, how was this movie 10 years old? Yeah, I... I like I feel like yeah. this movie should, is only like four or five years old. Yeah. So, um, so it's gonna be really fun to kind of talk about it. We're gonna talk about the plot a little bit. Um, talk about also too the inspiration the movie had on like current merchandise and just yeah. treats inside the parks and even character meet and greets. So, mm-hmm. um, because even though the movie is ten years old and in my opinion it's very underrated, um, it had a really big lasting influence. And we'll talk about all that in the podcast. Yeah, it's um, a pretty big foothold. But let's talk about some Disney news, and then we have a little bit of Explore the Mouse news. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney, lose, Disney news, lose. Um, we are visiting three different re- resorts, um, or parks, in that matter. Uh, over in Disneyland, um, there's some cool stuff happening. Uh, Pizza Planet in Tomorrowland uh, officially opened um, over in Disneyland in Anaheim. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah, I which Pizza Planet. I really hope that... Uh, after like Tron is done, I hope they'd put a Pizza Planet over in Tomorrowland and Walt Disney World too, because 
I think it'd be really cool. And it has the Pizza Planet spaceship on top of it. It just looks really, really, really cool. Um, another thing is over at Downtown Disney, um, Black Tap Craft Burgers Ugh. that I've been talking about uh, is officially open. The best Ugh. and coolest looking milkshakes ever. Yeah, I mean, just everything. The burgers are insane. The milkshakes are insane. The hand, the the French fries are hand cut. I mean, it's just yeah. everything about this place everything is just there is done to wow. like the nth degree. Uh, it, it, it just looks really good. So I'm, I'm hoping that we either get a chance to get out there to try it, or I'm hoping that maybe they bring it to, uh, Disney Springs in, uh, Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, last thing with Disneyland is that Disneyland introduced a all brand new Disney flex pass annual pass, um, that started on, uh, the 21st. Um, and what's that, what's that now? Say it again. Disneyland introduces an all new Disney flex pass annual pass. That's too many words. I, I know. I, I'm lost. I don't know why they just didn't call it Disney Flex Annual Pass. Disney Flex Pass Annual Pass. They should just call it Disney Flex Annual Pass. What is that? So, um, basically what it is, it it offers multiple ways to visit Disneyland. Uh, Basically, and their whole point of it is combining value and flexibility. Because that's the biggest thing with Disney Passes is you need flexibility. Right. You know? Um, So, what they'll do is they'll have the opportunity to access one or both of the Disneyland Park or California Adventure on select good to go days with limited blockouts. Okay, I feel um, like I've heard about this. Yeah, and then okay. they're they're also going to be able to make reservations on other days for more access. So, yep. okay. um, and you can manage all that through the Disneyland app if you were into that. Uh, let's move over to Tokyo Disneyland because um, they got some really cool news there too. Uh, one of the news is over in there's a new port coming to Tokyo Season 2020, and it's going to be called Fantasy Springs. Uh, and if you guys are not familiar with what Tokyo or uh, Tokyo Disney Sea is, um, I would kind of say it's more along the lines of like how Epcot would be. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just a lot of like different atmospheres. And I know I'm not really doing it justice, but uh, my sister uh, talked about Tokyo Sea or Disney Tokyo Seas um, on our podcast that we did for Disney uh, Disneyland Tokyo. Um, but it's coming in 2020. It's called Fantasy Springs. Um, and basically, they, I mean, they're investing 250 billion yen, which is 2.2 billion American dollars, um, into this and, and making it into something. Did and you the, say billion? Yeah, 2.2 billion dollars in American dollars. You guys can't see it, but my jaw just dropped. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, so the Fantasy Springs theme port is pretty much exactly what you think with the fantasy. Is there's going to be areas themed to Frozen, Peter Pan, Tangled, and other like fantasy esque disney movies i don't know what you're talking about tangled's like super real life so it is real life i don't know what you're talking about yeah. my hair glows um <laughs> but it will be anchored by one or two attractions in the theme section of the new port um so that's gonna be really cool and again uh there's some really cool concept art uh i'll, I'll try posting some concept art or maybe i'll do a blog about this uh this <laughs> week uh and i'll post some of the concept art that disney put up because let me tell you it looks really cool it kind of like it kind of resembles like almost like you're putting Fantasyland and like Avatar, like Pandora together. It's just really, really cool. Um, Last bit of news over in Walt Disney World is over in Animal Kingdom, which I think is very appropriate for this podcast to kind of segue in because of uh, the movie Up and it's very nature-esque and adventures. Um, But Holiday Meets the Magic of Nature will be uh, this year. What is with Disney and these like long... <laughs> the names just keep getting longer and longer. Like holiday meets the magic of nature. Like yeah, we can't everything's fit just that so on long. a pair of ears. <laughs> <laughs> 
it is just crazy how long it is. Um, but basically what it is, it's going to be another holiday event for around Christmas time. Um, and they're going to be kind of celebrating like not only like Christmas, but they're also going to be celebrating like kind of where it combines with nature and kind of everything they do in animal kingdom with conservation and stuff like that. I like it. Okay. Um, and there's going to be a ton of different I things. I wonder like why Christmas just cause there's so many people. I think honestly, you know, like, I wouldn't think you think like we would try and do it another time. <laughs> no, because I think what Disney's trying to do, especially with how crowded the parks are getting get people into absolutely. Yeah. The lesser parks. I think that they're trying to spread out the crowds. That makes um, sense. you know, if you think about it, if everyone's going to magic kingdom at Disney or at Christmas time, uh, you know, like Animal Kingdom is fairly empty. So I think they're just trying to spread out the people a little bit, that which I sense. think if is... If we were down there, I, you, yeah, I would throw it on as another day. Oh, yeah. And then I would probably do the special ticketed event because I yeah. assume it's going to be a special ticketed event. Um, or is it like Food and Wine Festival? No, I actually think it's... Yeah, I don't think it, it's not... Uh, from what I've from what I've read so far, um, it doesn't really look like it's a special ticketed event. It looks like it's going to be something that... Um, they're just going to be celebrating th- like throughout that time all over in Dino Land and in Asia and Africa and all that. Um, and they're just going to have a lot of cool different things, including like different celebrations of Christmas in those different cultures as well. So I'm in. Um, I think it's going to be really cool. But um, that is it for that. But let's talk about Explore the Mouse news real quick because yes. uh, Casey and I have uh, just a little bit of news. Um, and what we decided is um, we decided that we're going to go away a direction in this podcast where we're going to kind of turn this into like a season type thing. Yeah. Um, because of our busy, busy schedules, uh, including ma- mainly Casey's busy schedule with work. Summer's just a hot mess for us. Yeah. Because Casey uh, works like uh, resort retail, um, she basically does not have a summer. So we decided that because it's going to be so hard for us to keep up with doing podcasts, is that we're going to kind of split our podcast into seasons, and we're going to take a little bit of a break after this episode, um, and then we're going to come back again with episode 33 probably around the first week of August. Yeah. Um, and in that downtime, we will still be very present. Yes, uh, Blog very posts active. will be probably even more active, our Instagram accounts. Um, it's not like we're going away no it's just eric and i literally don't have a day off together until after labor day yeah so like we're just that wasn't me that was me by the way (laughs) and in the time that we're gone we'll work on not hitting our heads in the microphones um no it we will be like truly like passing ships in the night handing the baby off to each other so we were like it's just gonna get so hard to find time to record and it already is yeah so um just, you know, and I feel like maybe you guys want a little break from us. Yeah. I don't know. I think it'll give us time to kind of regroup and um, we'll probably put some feelers out there too to hear what mm-hmm. you guys like want to hear from us, what you want to be, you know, listening to. I almost yeah. said what you want to see, but you're not really seeing us. But you know what I mean. And I think, I think too with podcasts in general is that it's you almost always have to some like find a way to kind of reinvent yourself a little bit. So I think this time will be a perfect time for us to maybe like reformat this podcast a little bit and just like create something fresh and new that when we come back, it's going to be like better than what it was. Yeah. Um, Like I, and I, I feel like we'll probably lean on you guys a lot to hear because I want to know, like, do you guys want more in depth, you know, super like, wow, good job, Casey. Words (laughs) are so hard for me. Um, Brain fart. (laughs) <laughs> super specific um, episodes yeah. like do you want to know do you want an entire episode about how to save money while you're in the parks yeah. each specific park do you want an episode about um 
going to the parks with children under five? Do you want an episode about how to maximize your fast passes? Like, do you want specific episodes like that? Or do you just want us to be like, this episode, we're just, we're touring Magic Kingdom again. Yeah. That's cool, too, because we like doing stuff like that, too. So, um, I think we'll probably be asking you guys a lot of questions um, yeah. in this downtime. So don't don't think we're like going away. No, our social media is going to be very active. Um, we're going to be very active. I'm going to try to knock out at least like I'm going to try for one to two blogs a week. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, I think I might even once a week do um, kind of like a Disney 411 or explore the mouse 411. Yeah. Um, like I kind of, I started to do, um, and this way, that way we can still be active in yeah, a way in the interim. Yeah. We can still be active that. in a way, but then our podcast will return. So, um, that is the explore the mouse news that we, we kind of got going, but stay tuned to like all of our social media for everything else about like when we're going to be coming back. Cause... Yeah. And we'll, we'll definitely in the next like week or so, uh, maybe 10 days we'll definitely be doing a blog post or maybe we'll come yeah. and do a quick like 15 minute episode to talk about aladdin because um, yes. we haven't done a movie review for aladdin it came out this week yeah um so we'll either do like a quick 15 minute episode or we'll do a, a just a, a blog yeah. post um so yeah. keep an eye out for that, that or well. we might even just do like a quick vlog that we'll throw up on our youtube yeah. but we'll figure that out when we get to that but um let's talk about today's episode and yeah. again it is the movie up um, turns 10 years old. I can't Ugh, believe that. My gosh. Um, so the, the, the one thing I like about the movie up is it, it's not, I know every Disney or Pixar movie like tells a story, mm-hmm. you know, the one thing I love about up though, is that there is just such an in-depth, um, like storyline to this movie where it's not just, you know, it's not just, uh, you know, like, you know, Andy's toys came to life and this and that. Yeah. I mean, there's like a really in-depth story that brings you kind of into it emotionally, you know? Um, and emotionally, it, well, it wow, is you're like really, really connected to this. Movie. Well, it is because I mean, think about it. You look at, um, you look at the relationship with Carl and his wife, Ellie, and, oh, we'll, and uh, we're going to talk yeah, about, I can't make it through the first five minutes of this movie without <laughs> blowing my eyes out. Maybe that's why that's the only thing I ever freaking remember. Ah, man, yeah, no. So um, we're going to talk about, well, let's let's talk about the characters, um, just okay. because what, what the movie really centers around. And the center, um, it centers around an elder, elderly male named Carl. Carl. Um, Carl. Um, and basically, and Russell, who is a... Uh, little boy, little boy ba- scout. Yeah, basically, like, I, I forget what they call them, adventures. Um, you know, but it's like the little boy scouts, they're earning merit badges and stuff. Um, but the story originally started off in the 1930s with Carl. Um, he loved this explorer. And was it uh, Charles Muntz? Mm-hmm. And he loved the explorer Charles Muntz. He met his wife, Ellie, who was another big fan. Uh, of... She was a cute little tomboy. Uh, yeah, Ellie was, I, I loved her character. Fierce little girl. And so it started off with, uh, you know, them two kind of connecting with their love for Charles Muntz, this explorer. Um, well, Charles Muntz basically said that he, you know, has a skeleton of a giant bird and was called out on it and this and that. So they've always made a pact that they were going to move to Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls. Um, to, Sounds like a beautiful place. It is. I mean, yeah. well, in the cartoon it is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I know I know that wasn't really a real place. But, yeah. well, actually, I lied. It was because we'll get into that a little bit because uh, just like everything uh, Disney and Pixar does, they go and explore different places. Um, in preparation for you know stuff like that so um and that is kind of where the the story takes place is in south america 
Yeah. Um, and and the actual producer itself, Pete uh, Pete Doc Doctor. Yeah, Not I always want to say doctor, doctor, doctor. Um, Pete actually took like a bunch of the directors and producers and stuff like that, and they actually went down to South America. Obviously, and they they stayed there for a few weeks and just toured everything, went through the jungles, went to like all the different waterfalls. Um, that's why I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of those like Paradise Falls was based off of somewhere that they actually saw. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about just real quick with the movie itself. Um, it got released 10 years ago today, May 29th. Um, the movie had a budget of $175 million, um, which is a crazy number for a cartoon if you think about it. And the movie made $735 million. Um, which is okay. really impressive. <laughs> um, really, really impressive. Um, and by the way, I think I said three weeks and I actually only spent three days in Venezuela oh, doing research. That's a big difference. That is a really big difference. That's like two waterfalls <laughs> compared to 20, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they were there for three days, but okay, wait, you totally just got off the subject. Yes, I did. Well, because you were talking about, okay, so Russell and then. You were talking about Carl, how he meets Ellie, and they want to go meet Munts, and he talks about this bird, and then all of a sudden you were like, and then they're in South America. You didn't even talk about <sighs> how Carl got to South America. So I started talking about that, and then I realized that I need to. <laughs> I realized I need to start like at the beginning a little bit. Like, um, so guys, I rabbit. I'm just as confused as you are. I rabbit hold back because <laughs> um, because I just I, I want I wanted to go back to the beginning of how this movie even came oh my about. God. I know, I know. I am okay. horrible. I'm sorry. Um, so let's go back to the plot. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's bring this full circle back to the plot. Okay. <laughs> um, so we talked about like how Carl and Ellie met. Okay. When they were kids. Yeah, when they were kids, they yeah. shared they shared a mutual love for uh, Charles Munts, the explorer, an adventure, an adventure. Yeah, and In that's general. and that's something they really wanted. Yeah. Um, so Carl and Ellie, you know, ended up getting married. Yeah. Um, they bought this house that they ended up doing a fixer upper on, yeah. and they had this plan for years and years and years to move um, over to Paradise Falls, you know, and basically find this elusive bird yeah. um, that Charles Munt said that he that he had a skeleton of that people would not believe. Like, mm-hmm. basically, they were calling Charles Munt a liar, and yeah. they wanted to prove that he wasn't because they were, they loved him so much. Yeah, um, and so unfortunately over time like when they're building this house and refurbishing and stuff like that you know this money kept getting in the way they were never able to live out their dreams yeah so in the like first five minutes what i'm talking about and if you're not familiar with the movie or if you just forgot because um, it has been 10 years in that first like five to 10 minutes they do like a it's just a quick like snapshot of their lives right of carl and ellie yeah and yeah. they have this book and it's labeled the spirit of adventure mm-hmm. and it's like a photo book that she put together for him and it kind of chronicles you know their whole life and as things happen she adds like little snapshots to it and yeah they have like a little jar that they put money that they're going to take to paradise Falls, or that's how they're going to get to paradise falls and then things happen like their car breaks down or they have to do something you well, know the big as it happens the, in life the big one that changed it all was the the miscarriage yeah so i was getting there oh i'm sorry so it chronicles all these things and yeah in in the middle of it they they get pregnant and you you see them painting a nursery and then ellie has a miscarriage and um so that's like sad that you see them go through that and then but she's like remains such a positive little character oh, through the whole thing and so at the end 
you know, Ellie passes away, which is so sad. Yeah. Um, so Carl kind of just becomes this curmudgeon old man who lives in this beautiful house by himself. Uh, yeah. Well, it's kind of, no, now it's kind of become like dilapidated, a little rundown. Uh, just, I mean, yeah, a little bit because he, he stopped restoring it after right. Ellie passed away and he yeah. just kind of didn't care anymore. Yeah. Um, now, where where the story really kind of kicks into gear um, is at this point, this house that they bought, uh, well, they didn't buy it in the 1930s, but probably. Whenever. Was, Doesn't yeah. Um, this house that they bought somewhere like in the mid 1900s, um, they basically like are now surrounded by like skyscrapers and all these like big city buildings. Yeah. Um, and they Everybody's want, everybody's building up around them and they, they're trying to get Carl to move and Carl just refuses, refuses, refuses until one day, um, a construction worker gets injured on his property and, um, by him. Well, by, yeah, by him. I know. <laughs> Beats but, him with his walker. Well, they shouldn't have been on his property for know, crying out I'm loud. Just, like, he didn't just get injured. He got like. <laughs> whatever. Um, well, they, the, so the city used that as a loophole to basically get him out. And this is kind of where his imaginative brain kind yeah. of came into effect. And, yeah. um, so as if you saw the movie, the iconic, like, I guess you could say the iconic, well, they um, gave, so they gave him like 24 hours yeah. to vacate his home and like, which I think is so funny in the movie that like people from the old folks home are coming to pick him up. Yeah. Which doesn't happen. They don't have like a, they don't have a bus <laughs> First that comes of all, to pick you people don't get, like, up. Yeah. kicked out of your home. They would just like put you somewhere. Yeah. They can't force you into they a retirement like, you home. You have 24 <laughs> hours and then you're, we're picking you up in the van. <laughs> and you have to get in. No, it's not you like don't. how that works. But, um, but yeah, so like basically he utilizes this time to. Yeah basically take thousands and thousands of balloons yeah. um that are tied into the house through filled the, with helium filled with helium um through his chimney yeah and he has this complex system of how he's going to release the balloons to get like to get lower you know it, it it was a really com like complex idea that yeah to me there was like some forethought there yeah there was yeah. a lot of forethought so it wasn't like hey you have 24 hours to get out and it's like okay crap what as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus who i have to do yeah it was like a you know this is something he's been thinking about for a long long time yeah um and that's kind of where the movie really kind of 
fits in. And this is where we get Russell. Um, Russell kind of comes into the picture at this point where Russell's trying to get his last merit badge for helping the elderly. (laughs) So I love it. Um, he's, he's, he's trying to help the elderly and Carl was somebody who was trying to help. Well, he, after Carl basically releases the balloons and his house tears well, up from first the ground. Well, Carl sends uh, Russell out on like a task that he can't really complete. He makes up That's some, true, yeah. some I about that. imaginary animal in his yard. And he's like, go, go yeah. hunt for this imaginary animal. He doesn't call it. It has a name. Yeah. So Russell like goes and hunts for the animal. And then that's where that happens. Yes. So that's how he's like in his yard. So Russell, the young wilderness explorer, wilderness explorer, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it hit me for a second. I was like, "What is it called?" Then I'm like, "Boom, wilderness explorer." Duh. Yeah. Um. So this is kind of where it comes into effect. I think it's actually one of my favorite parts of the movie too. Is that as the house is lifting up above the city, um, Carl is or uh, Russell's like outside the door, like yeah. peeled. Like to the wall, yeah, it's cute. Um, which I think was like probably one of my favorite things uh, of that movie. Uh, and eventually, Carl's nice and lets Russell in hmm. <laughs> um, as they're like flying through the sky. As they're flying through the sky, so they ended up as I mean, this is where the movie gets really intricate too, because it's not just like they just flew and ended up somewhere. I mean, the movie is like really intricate, as in like they specifically got caught in a Nimbus cloud. Yeah. And then after this, they travel. They were over South yeah. America, um, which is where he was trying to go anyways, which this is Paradise Falls. would have been a whole different story if it had been a cumulonimbus cloud. Or a mammatus cloud. Yeah. He might have been like in what Russia. If? What if? Russia. Could have landed in Oz. Ooh. That would have been a twist. Plot twist. <laughs> so they land in uh, they land in South America. Yeah. And this is to me this is where the fun really begins because it is it introduces my favorite character like one of my favorite animal characters um, of all time and it's not Bing Bong. Can Bing Bong be? It's not an animal. He's imaginary. <laughs> no, you, nobody should like Bing Bong. Bing Bong's the greatest. So actually. Quick uh, rabbit trail. When we were at Disney, they had a Bing Bong stuffed animal. Yeah, I took everything in me to get Eric to not buy it. I literally walked around with this. If you're thing curious, for probably that's like from that movie minutes. Inside Out. Guys. Yes, it's not from Up. So no. if you're like, I don't remember who that is, it's from Inside yeah, Out. Bing Bong was great. There's but, a character called Bing Bong. Um, my anyways, probably, probably one of my favorite animal characters, Kevin. Yeah, uh, is introduced at this time, um, and Kevin is just, in my opinion, is he is just the greatest she, character. She, I'm she. sorry. I, I was, yeah. She. The whole Kevin thing always screws me up. Um, <laughs> they Kevin, did it on purpose. Yeah, Kevin the she. Um, she she is like literally one of my favorite characters. And it's the simp- and it's funny because like that character doesn't speak. It's not even a character. <laughs> it, it's, it's literally just a bird that is like, it's kind of like Hey Hey. Like yeah. you kind of look at it and you're Eric like, Eric loves n- all the stupid not talking. There's no purpose characters. to. It. <laughs> Anyways, like, okay. So if you're oh still following, gosh. if you haven't turned off the show yet because you're confused, um, now we're talking about the the uh, elusive bird that yes. they were Charles Munts. Charles Munts claimed to have, and um, everyone Kevin called is Charles one of them. Munts. And so yes. they named Kevin Kevin because they didn't know Kevin was a she. Yes. Until there's another character that shows up. Which is a dog, Doug. Doug. And Doug has a 
a voice box a thing. voice box collar on so he can talk and they can understand him so doug points out that kevin is looking for her chicks so that's when they all realize that kevin is a girl kevin not a dude girl kevin not a dude. and um she's looking for her chicks kevina and doug is not the only dog Yes, there's there's several other. He's the other... only Doug, but he's not the only dog. Yeah, he's the only yeah. Doug. He, I mean, he's the only one that like really matters. <laughs> because... <laughs> yeah, the others are kind of jerks. Yeah, the other ones are. Uh, they're, I mean, they're mean dogs. They've been like sent to hunt Kevin. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's when they then and, and who you're talking about is uh, uh, led by Alpha, which is the Doberman Pinscher. Yeah, there's a Doberman Pinscher. There's like a boxer. No, a bulldog. Yeah, there's a bulldog and a Rottweiler and a Rottweiler. Yeah, yeah. they're all like this is ruffians. Where the, this is where I, the, I mean, I love all three of them. This dogs, is where so. the plot twist comes in. Is like, and this is what I love about it is the plot twist is the dog's owner and master is Charles Munz. <laughs> dun, dun dun dun, bum That's right. I need that sound effect. Oh, I need to find that sound effect. So this is where the fun plot twist came in because are you guys still with us? <laughs> you probably aren't. But that's fine. Still out there? We are totally cool with that. Um, oh my God. Yeah, if this was a live episode, no one would be listening. <laughs> there, no alcohol is, has even been involved. Like, I, it would make a little more sense. No. But it's called sleep deprivation. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, but it, so this is kind of like, for me, this is where I think the movie was really interesting. Because the for his whole life, you know, Carl and Ellie, um, like, wanted to basically prove everyone wrong that Mm -hmm. you know this bird was real and carl munz wasn't a liar um and then they you know he goes through all this trouble ellie passes away he you know uproots his house all this trouble like 60 years worth of trouble too like it's not like it was five years no yeah yeah, his entire lifetime and he runs into the person that he is trying to prove you know um in the middle of the jungle in south america yeah um, which I think is completely crazy. Um, now, this is kind of where I have like a small, I guess, disconnect a little bit of like the movie. Okay. Carl Muntz was a bad person, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. I was having a brain fart for a second, like sitting here thinking, I was like, wait, like they ran into Carl Muntz. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he was bad. Yeah. You don't give someone a Doberman Pinscher named Alpha and no, they're not he, like, like the trained them to go hunt down all the kevin birds. that's what it was okay and there's only one left i think is oh, the kevin geez. with the, the chicks well but, the, yeah kevin and the chicks but that's they, what like, it was tra- yeah. he like trained the dogs to uh, to track down the bird yeah and doug is supposed to be one of them but doug's a little doug's doug, a golden retriever i might have to take that back i think doug might be one of the greatest character like animal he's characters cute. of all time he's cute and um I don't know. It's just it's the the way the movie was is just really amazing. And then and it ends up. I mean, I know this is a big cliff note thing, but hopefully you've seen it, or if you haven't, go watch it. Um, I think the like the cool part about it is that at the very end of this whole movie, after you know um, they save Kevin from Carl Munz and or Carl Munz, Carl uh, realizes you know that like Charles Munz is now who he says he normally is. You know, he wasn't like that idol that he spent 60 years you know like looking up to um the cool part is that he finally ended up dead or putting his house on the cliff of paradise well so here and i'll give you like a two second thing that just happened from where eric picked up to the end of the movie um at one point 
um, there's like a whole chasing sequence and um, yeah. Carl Muntz essentially throws something that lights the bottom of or Carl Muntz you know what I mean Muntz yeah, throws something that lights Carl's house on fire yeah and Carl abandons Kevin and Russell to go save his house so he picks the house over his new quote unquote like family that yeah. he doesn't acknowledge as his family but they're definitely his family oh, so yeah. he saves his house well then a couple like minutes later we find um Russell is now taking helium balloons and like a fire extinguisher or a leaf blower, leaf blower, a leaf blower. And he's trying to like fly off to go back to months to save Kevin. And so now Carl is like torn between, do I go rescue this kid and this bird and this dog, or do I save my house? And finally through all of it, he decides to save them and he puts them on Kevin's back. And, um, well, you first, see him let his house go, and what, it's like a it's a conscious decision that he lets his house go, and that it, it's first he finds the scrapbook, the yeah. scrapbook that Ellie and he made together, the one that's yeah. the spirit of adventure, and he flips through it much like he has several times through the movie, except at this point I think he he sees more pictures of the end, um like just some portfolios that she had slid in there, and one of them said thanks for the adventure, now go have one of your own or something like that. Yeah, And so that's when he realizes, like, I have to stop holding on to this life that we had created for ourselves, and I have to live my own life. Um, it's sad that it took him, like, 70-something years to mm-hmm. realize that, but he did. So he kind of, he, he makes a conscious decision to let his home go and to save his family, yeah. or quote-unquote family. But it is cool, because at the end of the movie, you can see the house sits exactly where they had pictured it to sit yeah. on Paradise Falls. So it... it there was a resolution in all of it, and Munz dies. Yeah, Munz dies, but we don't <laughs> because it's a that. Disney movie. Somebody has Someone to die. Someone has to die, and it's usually the bad it's person. <laughs> um, I think. I think for me, like the biggest thing about this movie that I loved, and I, I said this earlier on, is that it it's one of those movies that kind of just engages you, but not even just engages you, but it almost kind of makes you relate a little bit. Like yeah. there's there's different pieces of the movie, and I know it's a cartoon, and like it might sound crazy, but um, you know movies are supposed to entertain you, but a lot of times movies do kind of bring you in a little bit to the actual plot itself. Well, there's always some relatability, or I yeah. say always, but for the most part, there's but, some relatability but on this, some level for everybody. But Up had that. Yeah. Up had a lot of relatability, which I loved, you know, and it was just it was definitely one of those like movies that you could watch over and over again and pick up different things and i just hit my microphone again um you know you can pick up different things every time you watch it but also pick up that same exact message which yeah. i think is really cool yeah um now up is what has become a very influential movie mm-hmm. um over the past what five six years yeah i would you say see more and more of it yeah um even though it's been out for 10 years a lot and i think that maybe maybe that's for the reason why we don't like think that it's that old of a movie um, is because a lot of the things that have come from up have only been prevalent in the last several years. Yeah. In the last several years Maybe. inside the Disney parks, um, more importantly at animal kingdom mm-hmm. um, animal kingdom now has like, they, they started with the Carl and, or the Russell and the Doug meet and greet mm-hmm. um, over on discovery Island. Um, and it, it's just really cool to see Doug and I don't know if he still talks, but I know he was talking for a while. Yeah, I don't um, know. And I don't know if they stopped that when they stopped the talking Mickey and Minnie and stuff like that. But, uh, I know, I know a while ago, Doug actually talked like that little voice box actually would talk. 
um, and they would just do a bunch of meet and greets and became so popular that last uh, last year they introduced Kevin. Yeah. Which I think was awesome. And it's co- it's a cool costume too. It's so cool. It's it's tall. And and the cool th- the cool thing about Kevin at uh, Animal Kingdom is that it's a it's a character meet and greet that just roams around, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I mean, you're, you're probably gonna find you're probably gonna find Kevin usually in one spot, but they he moves or she moves around a lot. I know it's hard to it's say. So she. You so yeah, just say he, it's so but... hard to go from Kevin to he or to she. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, and it, it's just a really cool because the um uh, the character quote unquote character interacts so well with people. Yeah. Um, and I don't know who is in there, but they must put that person in front of the uh, TV and make them watch the movie up over and over and over <laughs> again, like 20 times before they can play Kevin. Yeah. Because the person playing Kevin, um, sorry, fourth wall is, you know, almost identical you guys can go cartoon. on YouTube and see videos. It's it's really cool. Yeah. And I think I posted something on one of our blogs because I did a blog about Kevin and there's a video on there from the Disney parks. Yeah, it's really um, cool to see her. So, like, so, so cool. Um, but some of the other influences, too, that kind of came out of Up is just, one, a lot of memorabilia, or not memorabilia, but a lot of merchandise. merchandise. Yeah, there's a lot um, of Up merchandise and more and more. We saw um, the dresses we were this there past last trip. Week. Yeah. Um, they have the pinup dresses that you can get at cher- the dress shop on Cherry Tree Lane mm-hmm. out of the marketplace or the co-op marketplace. Um, yeah, they have an up dress. They had those really cute up ears. Oh, the up um, ears were the best. And, yeah. Um, so what they were is the actual Mickey ears part of it were the, the sky and the clouds. Yeah. And then the bow was the balloons. Was the balloons. And it then in the center so of the... cute. In the center of it was the grape soda cap. Yes. That, um, it, 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 we left that part out, but in the movie, Russell... Um, is a big grape soda, or actually no, yeah. Carl's a big grape soda drinker. Yeah, he and, Ellie. Um, and, and so he, but he gives it to Russell at the end as yeah. his badge. So like the grape um, soda, um, basically became a badge. And it's also, be- I don't know if you guys know this, but it's an Easter egg that that's the same grape soda that was featured in the original Buzz Lightyear commercial in Toy Story. Boom. Yeah, same brand. I love I love Pixar. Um, and then also you have the Adventures Out There cone. That was over at Anti Gravities, yes. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, so it's just like the movie itself inspired so much. And I again, I don't know if it's because of like the plot and how people could relate to it, or if it was just, or maybe it's just that it's so they're colorful running out. and merchandise looks so Be- good with it. Because that's what, well, I mean, look at we have a shower curtain in. Uh, oh yeah, our, we have an up shower yeah. curtain. Our our bathroom is up themed. <laughs> yeah, in our daughter's in our I daughter's totally bathroom. Forgot, uh, yeah, not ours. The baby's yeah. bathroom is um, up-themed. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I and mean, we have a giant shower curtain that has the house with all the balloons. The balloons. There's like um, an Adventures Out There sign. and Yeah. I mean, so it, it's funny. it's just they merchandised it really well. And I think you're right. I think it's because of the colors. They pop, you yeah. know, and there's so much they can do with the grape soda cap and the balloons and Doug and... Um, I think oh, I've even Doug. seen. I think I've even seen like T-shirts out there uh, that Disney sold for a while that were like the uh, basically they look like uh, Russell's shirt, like yeah. the, the mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the Ventures uh, his like uniform, his like, yeah little. Uh... I mean, so it it definitely has had a major major influence um, even today, and I I really hope too because I I think the characters are great. I think the merchandise has has been awesome. I really hope that it continues to kind of move forward a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, like, I don't know how long it could sustain. 
off of that. Yeah, I don't um, know. Unless they did another movie, but I don't really think I don't know there wasn't really much of a movie left could open. Do with it, yeah. Um, I mean, just, never say never, but to me, up. I don't know, but like the f- opening sequence, honestly, could have just been a Pixar short. Like, and I would have been totally fine with yeah, that. Yeah, I can a see Pixar that. Short. Um, I'm glad they made it into a movie, but the opening sequence could have been its own movie. True. Like, I, I actually, if they wanted to, I would watch an entire movie about Carl and Ellie. <laughs> actually, uh, I don't yeah. think they would. But no. But I would watch an entire because movie then you wouldn't have Russell. You wouldn't have maybe Kevin. they'll come back and they'll do because uh, now Russell's like graduated high school, right? Yeah, Russell was probably like seven or eight, so he's yeah. graduating high school now. They can maybe do something where like a bunch of Kevins or he's a, what, they, well, whatever the Eagle Scout version of yeah <laughs> wilderness um, guide is or whatever. <laughs> uh, Kevin I, now has like he's fifteen of, children. He's out of merit badges, so he's got to like figure out something new. Yeah. But um, I, like I said, I, I don't I don't know how long um, like you know it can sustain. But again, you never know. I mean, because yeah, it, but like look at like orange bird and figment and well, that's true. they have nothing going on but they're still very prevalent in the parks that's true and i think i think kevin works with uh like the i'm not talking about the animated kevin i'm talking about the actual like character meet and greet kevin at animal kingdom um they fit so well in with animal kingdom so yeah. i don't really see them going Sorry. anywhere anytime soon i mean Bugs Life hung in there for a long time. Oh, uh, rest in peace, Bugs Life. That was such so, a. So I mean, like, so maybe it'll just hang out for a while. We'll see. But I think I think for, uh, I almost said a decade, but it's been a decade. Yeah, it's been a decade. Oh. <laughs> um. Well, it's been a decade for the movie, but it's only been like half a decade. Yeah. For like everything else, but. Yeah. Um. If you guys haven't seen some of the merchandise we're talking about, um, we actually took a bunch of pictures. We'll be posting photos of like the yeah. ears and the dress and all that stuff. Um, I think I posted already something about the Avengers out there cone. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's it's great stuff. If you're heading to like Disney World, because I don't think Disneyland um, has as much of it. Because it's, I don't know. I haven't um, I mean, the seen dress, or done any research. I'm sure the ears and the dresses are because they usually bring those like kind of like, you know, all over. But um, like as for like character meet and greets, I think that's an exclusive yeah. thing to Disney World and Animal Kingdom. But um We'll if you guys do some research on that, yeah. If you guys, uh, if you guys friends. get a chance to get down to Disney World, go to Animal Kingdom. Not even just for them, because Animal Kingdom is a great place. But go there. You can see Kevin. You can see Russell and Doug. Eric's um, saying just go for Kevin. He's essentially just saying go for Kevin. Yes, go for Kevin <laughs> because it is just highly entertaining. Like I said, head to our blog at explorethemouse dot com and go back. I think it's uh, like a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, go back and look for our Kevin blog, and inside that blog is actually a video of Kevin, and and it's it's just so like the interaction is so much fun. Um, but yeah, so I like I said overall, I love the movie Up. Um, I love everything about it. I just can't believe it's been 10 years. Yeah. I love the merchandise. I think it was awesome. Uh, If you haven't seen Up, please go watch it. Um, Oh, they've seen it. There's nobody that hasn't seen Up. I don't know. Well, with Disney Plus, will make it a lot easier coming up. Because with Disney Plus, you can just watch Up over and over and over again. For sure. Which I probably will. Because I liked it. Um, But yeah. So, that is Up. That is 10 years. That's what's up, guys. Up. That's That's what's what's up. up. Um, and we're not going to make the end of this all long and drawn out. No, 
We'll see you guys soon. Yeah, we'll be back soon. Like I said, we'll probably do a 15-minute episode to talk about Aladdin. We'll be around. We'll probably be even more present since we don't have time to record. We'll probably be on Instagram and stuff so much more. Yep. Instagram, Um, live videos. I'm going to try to maybe do like some stuff with Aladdin for our YouTube. Yeah. And like I said, we'll we'll be looking to hear from you guys as well um, as far as what you want to see. If you, you know, want to see us completely flip and talk a different way and stop apologizing about the mics and things like that we want your feedback we want to know if you don't want us to use the word awesome that's cool too like literally we want to hear from you guys because there you guys are a reason that we do this yeah so um a lot of what will be done this summer in during that break will be figuring out a new approach or if we just continue to do what we're doing yeah so a little bit um, of reinventing yeah a little bit of the original so i said this wasn't going to be long and drawn out and that was long and drawn out all right so bye have a good summer we'll see you guys very very soon (laughs) bye-bye thank you for listening to explore the mouse podcast we invite you to fill your week with everything disney by checking us out on facebook twitter and instagram at explore the mouse also check us out at explorethemouse.com where you can find amazing photos from our trips our blogs and information regarding upcoming episodes Have a magical day, and we'll see you next week. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.